hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. I had a, a terrible discovery today, and I feel like oh. both a fool and I feel like the world is a, wor- a little worse off. I, I discovered, I didn't discover, I should have someone say I found out. I found that Transylvania is a real place. I didn't know it was a real <laughs> place. I thought it, I Wait, thought that it was, makes it a worse, worse thought, world because a, a fictional place is actually real? <laughs> It's like imagine if you found out Narnia was in like Pennsylvania. Like that fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Tumnus is like, hey, I'm just a regular man. No goat legs here. And you're like, oh, come on. I've, I didn't know. I thought this would be fun. I didn't know Transylvania was in Romania. I didn't. I I thought it was fictional. I thought it was fake. Oh, shit. I'm. Oh, do I tell him? Do I tell him that Dracula is based off of a guy named Vlad Dracul? That. Oh, Vlad the Impaler? So, so I, I, I was a nasty vaguely boy. knew about that. I thought that, that was probably the case, but Transylvania. I really thought we were talking about some Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> like I, I thought it was some. I thought it was some fan, high fantasy bullshit. To be fair, Transylvania is not on the level of Narnia or Lord of the Rings because it it is just Eastern Europe, but ruled by a vampire. <laughs> like, so it's it's. The same well, if worse. Narnia if is just worse. like like normal Europe, but ruled by a lion. So, yeah, but there's do- there's also like I don't know a witch in a wardrobe. All right, so what is Transylvania? <laughs> what is it comparable to? I don't even know. It's like it's like finding out Atlantis is is real. Like no, no, maybe not. That's <laughs> that's too far fetched. <laughs> yeah, Transylvania is just like welcome to. Romania, but a little bit spicier with a little <laughs> like, I don't bit like more the idea of the, magic. Like, some fat kid walking around eating like a donut while he's walking around like <laughs> like a stupid tourist ah. around like around <laughs> Transylvanian so- castles. Like I hate that. I hate imagining <laughs> that's that. A- that's why you're worried. You're just like because <laughs> I knew it's been tarnished you- by stupid idiots. You know that there's like. <laughs> A family that's just like, okay, can you get next to the big Dracula? Can you? Where's the gift shop? Can we get some fangs? I know that is some kid fun? is having a meltdown right now in Transylvania, and it's ruining it for everybody. Who has depression and is like, God, I live in the worst place ever, man. <laughs> I thought there would be like, it would be cool, but there's everyone's just lame. Do you God. think that some kid in Transylvania is like realizing that New York City is a real place? He's like, wait. Whoa. I thought it was from Big. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what would be an equivalent? Maybe like, I don't know. I feel like uh, Stephen King has everything in Maine. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, maybe people fair. think that things actually happen in Maine, in a, which in could Maine, not yeah. be farther, <laughs> which is the true fiction. This is more equivalent to like me thinking like Egyptian pyramids were fake this whole time, though. Like, I kind of feel like an idiot. Yeah, it's I, I don't. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you because it is so linked with like 
vampire lore right transylvania but it it is a real place it is a real place (sighs) anyways how big is it i think it's just a region of romania so it's not probably not very big yeah you know what it is a real place though Segment City. That's right. This is how fake news gets spread. <laughs> We're just throwing just bullshit into the universe, which is what really we do every week on this show. We dumpster dive through the internet and we find the little morsels and we bring them to you. We get some of the stuff from major websites such as Amazon, Wikipedia, and we bring them in a comedy form, a little comedy package. My name's Will Will Kane, and I just got back from my trip from Transylvania. And I'm Theo Sapakos. Uh, if you could just stand a little to the left so you can get a picture with Dracul, that would be great. That would be fantastic. Well, I <laughs> I wanted to uh, bring up something very quickly, mm-hmm. just to kind of bring the mood up from from disappointment from the world <laughs> to to the ex- to hope. For the next generations. Okay. Because Annie and I were doing that thing that everyone does, which is you flip through Netflix. Mm-hmm. And Annie, the first time we've used the feature of uh, just put something on or whatever, like the, the shuffle mode. The I'm feeling lucky button. Yeah, I'm feeling lucky for Netflix. Yeah. We did that. And it was it was like putting some of the stuff and I'm like, I expect this, whatever. Right. It was like, and then it put on a Japanese show that I forget the name of the show. But it was each episode was under ten minutes, and it seems the 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 onus of the show the the <laughs> the plot of the show is that it's just small children going on errands by themselves. <laughs> what? And That's a TV show. We watched. <laughs> That's television. <laughs> yes. yes. but here's the thing it was so fucking charming. <laughs> it was so great. There was just because it was so it was a two year old. Like a little Japanese two-year-old, he had little squeaky shoes oh in a little God. bag, and his mom was like, "Can you go to the grocery store and you can like get these three things? Get like flowers for Grandma's grave, which is wow, a little bit dark, a little dark, but it's very yeah, still, little, still cute. But it's, I mean, it's it, it was cute yeah. and it was love, like yeah. it was a nice thing, and like curry and some other, like another uh, ingredient. And this boy squeaked his way like a mile <laughs> down. I was like so impressed with him that he knew the way to the grocery store, and then he. Got two of the things. He got the flowers and he got one of the ingredients. He paid the the woman and she was like, here you go, sir. And he was like, thank you. Like, he was so adorable. <laughs> and then he gets out of the store, walks for a bit and goes, I forgot the curry. And then oh, turns no. around, goes back. And I was just like, you're so smart. So you're so smart. good. You I love so- that. It was so. It was such a lovely little you show. Know, if you can I, find see, it on I, Netflix, I think it's, also it's a fit. charming. I got to find that. Also, I, I applaud that kid because, you know. Later in life, adults would be like, I can't go back in that store. I just was in that <laughs> store. They'll know. They'll know I'm a fool. <laughs> He's a two-year-old. Also, I mean, they they also, <laughs> it wasn't, I because I was like, this is unsafe. And then they like, oh, the cameraman sure. goofed and there was like two adult men, cameramen, yeah. like right next to him. And one caught the other one in the thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah okay. So right, he's like, the, it's totally he's on guard, guard yeah, yeah, rails, yeah. but right. it's like. <laughs> he's playing with bumpers on. But yeah, that's he great. was playing with bumpers on. Um, but anyway, I wanted to start the show with a little bit of bang. But now we're going to start by talking about something. Let's talk about Elden Ring. 
I don't want to talk about Elden Ring. <laughs> I'm the only blind person in the entire internet sphere that doesn't want to talk about Elden Ring. All right, let's do it. We're talking about Elden Ring. Here we go. I fooled you. Oh, he fooled This is really a <laughs> will call out post <laughs> for Theo Savakos. Just, just this is, I'm going to <laughs> say before, this is not a big thing. And it's also something I feel like everybody does, but I've noticed it very much for you. Okay. That I feel like you in particular, if you don't have a personal vested interest in a thing. Oh, 100%. You could not give a flying fuck. Oh, I actively <laughs> seek to not give a flying fuck. Yeah. I, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm because here. I, I make sure, because I have, I know many people of the nerd persuasion that mm -hmm. will- who who we will get to <laughs> this is another <laughs> comment I would like to make about you. But like my brother will tell me about the latest JRPGs he <laughs> has been playing on a car ride for like 30 minutes. Yeah. Which he listens to the podcast. Ian, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> like it's he doesn't do it first thing at the car ride. It's usually like a little bit down. It's a little but it's like I've endured that. And I've endured nerd. So I try to like uh make it uh, i editorialize my my thoughts on things to make it more palatable for a sure. general audience even then i like certain subjects i because i have been playing elden ring and i was like i cannot talk to theo about this because <laughs> no, he's you not can't. i don't want to hear it <laughs> There's, this was spurred on by the way because i was editing episode 109 go back and listen to that episode good episode um and you begin with like your favorite pies and it was you're mm. just like i can't <laughs> you never eaten all these pies because i was like i haven't eaten key lime pie and you're like Aah! and then, and then i talked about uh bo burnham's inside uh -huh. and you were like not like i that was one of those things i'm like i don't have a lot a i shit. don't have a lot to contribute <laughs> so to i was like i'll be quick about it <laughs> it's just like i'll be quick i, I, I don't think this is especially true about things that are talked to death about on the internet bo, mm. bo burnham's inside was one of them it just, it felt like for a little while there, people wouldn't shut up about it. And this is yeah. the same thing about Elden Ring, where I'm like, I really, I haven't even engaged with the act. Maybe I need to engage with the actual, like, thing that people are talking about, the actual content that they're talking about. And then I'll be able to pick up a little bit more on it. But I have a hard time when I haven't seen the thing. And it's been so hyped mm. that I'm like, here's my hill, I guess. I guess it's been decided for me. But even for, like... I'm going to throw like, oh, if I if I had talked about Elden Ring, I think I would talk about like general terms and like how mm -hmm. as somebody who hasn't played Souls, but it's, <laughs> I, I wanted to be on the zeitgeist with this one. Mm -hmm. This is because <laughs> I had a friend, I think I said on the podcast that like got to level 50 in like an hour, mm -hmm. just like by cheesing the game. But I was like, I, I think it's, I think that's an interesting thing about you. And another interesting th thing about you is that you, we have friends that I would consider super nerds. That mm. you have no patience for. Like, <laughs> like people who talk about like Magic the Gathering, you're like, I'm just not going to invite them. <laughs> I'm just not going to. But and it's funny to me because you're a game developer <laughs> who's yeah, probably surrounded by these people. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's because I know that I have. I know that I have interests that just don't align with people and, and, and uh, I just shut up about it. Like. Like, I would love to just talk about Formula One. Let's just do a whole <laughs> podcast about Formula One. But no, I'm just going to shut up about it. <laughs> you know? I would I would do the play thing and, and feign enough interest uh -huh. and probably, like, find what I find yeah. interesting about it. Right. But you would just be like, I'm done. But I, <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. But the, I think that's just very – because we'll go to, like, Paxis and stuff and you're like, I sleep. 
I don't care, but where I'm like, ooh, nerds, let me people watch. Like, let me look at these funny nerds. Because I think you, I think what you like the most is social competency. And like, I, I, don't know I think I, you yeah. and I are kind of like, ner- like social people that also game. Sure. That, yeah, we don't yeah. make it our entire identity. If I walk up to somebody, I'm not going to be like, have you heard about this? Like, right. You and I are both not going to like, like spout off about our own interests. We're going to engage with the other person, feel feel out what the common ground is, and then talk about that. We're not just going to spout off about something random. Yeah. And right. I think uh, a lot of the people that you've introduced me to, I'm like, this is a Theo person because they know how to chat. <laughs> <laughs> they know how to be at a party. Whereas it's, like, yeah, I'm more willing to engage with people who I are I do like, have a too tough time like engaging with people where I'm like, there's a wall here. There's a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's like I I feel like I know that wall, but I'm willing to be like, okay, let's like if you're passionate about it, I'll give you the minute like the few minutes for it. I'll find something interesting to like ask about or whatever. But I just this is a fun little call. I had, a, I had an interesting engagement with a friend's one one of my friend's parents. And hmm. and they were like, Yeah, so my dad just like talks a lot like a lot and if at any point you don't want to talk you can just turn around and walk away and he won't be offended and i was like (laughs) that is like so foreign to me but i spent a weekend with him and it was right it's like dad just like talked a lot and like and at some point like at some point he would just like turn around and walk and i was like this is the middle of the conversation you can't just do that that's illegal yeah that's (laughs) that's that's wild because i have parents that i famously are very talkative to the point that when my mom met your girlfriend, she was in the driveway, pulled up, saw you guys outside the thing, <laughs> sat there, not even parked. I think her foot was on the brake the entire time and started telling your girlfriend about her workplace relationships. Like, yeah. oh, Stacy was doing you something. about the Greek folks that are happening. And you're like, workplace. you're eating it up. I'm, for, he- I'm like, here that's for the, it. <laughs> she's, that's the opposite of the nerd effect where you're just like, oh, yeah, tell me about Stacy. Like, what did she do? <laughs> but that's why, I mean, here's a call out post for myself. I don't do very well around other people's parents. Oh. For some reason, this is something that you said to me because I th- we I've had like dinner with. I you think you and just your, you get family. you got a, you're more shy around people's parents. I think you just like I'm, you don't you don't want to offend. You don't want to say something impolite, no. and so you I don't end up be, being a, you end up being a lot more polite. Where I'm like, you around my parents, I'm like my parents can handle it. You can hang. It's okay. They'd like you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, my parents are are wild and also like <laughs> it is funny how. How people perceive their own parents versus other people's parents, because I I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I went to Christmas with my girlfriend's family and they were they started throwing like little foam um, snowballs around that had like light up things in them. And they were doing this full on in the living room where there was like breakable stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got hit. and I was like throwing it. I was enjoying. And multiple people came up to me and were like, are you OK? Are you good? Like, <laughs> I know we're being wacky right now, like and stuff like that. And I was. Like, we got in the car, and I was like, Annie, that is so funny to me, because the night before, like, Christmas Day or whatever, my family, like, lit up a joint. <laughs> it was doing, like, they were- I'm sorry, we're uh, so wacky. Yeah, and I'm like, you, you, <laughs> like, my family is is wild compared to that. But anyway, that was a fun little call-out post, and now you're going to call me <laughs> out with a segment? I don't know. I don't know Where about that, that transition was going. Um, my first segment today- uh. I, I could have sworn we talked about it, this before, but looking at the data, we must have not. Um, so this is a, an article from thetakeout.com. 
And it's entitled, This Hero Saved Thousands by Eating Every Meal at Six Flags, and He's Not the <laughs> Only One. Why do you have so many questions? What a great title. Because immediately, questions off the top I, of my head. I haven't talked to you about this. I, I could have sworn, no. but then I looked at the data, and I was like, this is during the time when we were working on episode 100, so I couldn't have talked about this on the podcast. No, he saved lives. Ooh la la! No, he baby. Saved, what did he do? He saved thousands. I don't thousands, not lives. Wait, thousands oh, of money. dollars. <laughs> oh, and do- oh, okay. <laughs> I totally misunderstood. So this fucker, he went to Six Flags and was like, "Give me the cheapest chicken tenders you got." And they're like, "Are you sure this is like bad food for people who are trapped here?" And he's like, "I don't know what I'm about, son. Give me those tendies." <laughs> Here we go. Original post from October 25th, 2021. Starts, if you had thought you had all fig- if you thought you had it all figured out, you are wrong. I don't care if you've mastered the art of all you can eat specials. I don't care if you have the perfect job and a big house and a loving family because there is only one person on this earth who found out the ultimate life hack and is truly living the de- dream, a man simply known as Dylan. <laughs> okay, we could we could cut hairs about living the dream. He's Go living on. He's living a dream, maybe a waking nightmare. Uh, Mel Magazine spoke to the 33-year-old electrical engineer who spent two, uh, spent $150 a year to eat all of his meals at Six Flags. A year? A year. Wow. Back in 2014, okay. $150 got him a year-long membership to Six Flags Magic Mountain that included unlimited roller coaster access, free parking, and two free meals a day. He kept it up for the next six years and ate an estimated 2,000 meals at the park, essentially spending 50 cents per meal. And through his... (laughs) (laughs) And through his savings on food over those years, he was able to pay down his student loans, get married, and buy a house. How the fuck do you have (laughs) time to go to the park? Park? That's so much work because you got to go understand. through the kiosk. You got to go into the park, which is like a mile walk. That's always like it's a huge parking lot. You have to get in and go like, I, where's the healthiest thing so I don't die? My man ate at the same. I couldn't even eat at the same very good restaurant for seven years. I would go insane. And this dude went through all the effort to go through a whole ass theme park. Love the grind. Love it. Appreciate the grind. <laughs> At the start of the venture, the menu mainly consisted of burgers and fries and pizza, which sounded like a chore, but over time evolved to include things like tri-tip sandwiches, carne asada salads, and vegan options. Still, at the end of the day, it's all carnival food, and carnival food every day isn't all it's cracked up to be over half a decade. I Carnival food isn't all it's cracked up to be for one meal for me. For a single I, meal, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I 100% agree with you. You were trapped <laughs> in that place, and it is bad food all the time. <laughs> Quote, I got so sick of those chicken balls. <laughs> <laughs> my dude, my dude, no one told you you have to do this. There's a grocery store. The savings, though. <laughs> the savings. Another one. Uh, Dylan said to Mel Magazine about an especially unappetizing sounding food item. Quote, I'd estimate I got them around 150 times at five per meal, and that's around 750 balls. I don't know what I could Why? ever. I don't know what I could ever. I don't know that I could ever eat them again. Unquote. Bro, I ate 60 pizza did, pockets one time, and I'm done for life. How do you eat did, 750 meatballs? I was gonna say, d- does he think it's gonna get better after like? Because you know, after one, <laughs> he's like, like, he's like this let me try it again. 102. It's gotta be better this time. <laughs> let me try it again. This is bad. 
Let oh, me try it's it again. <laughs> it's bad. Let me try it again. It's bad. While it seems menus at Six Flags locations across the country have expanded, upper management may have spotted this food loophole in the system. As of today, Diamond Elite membership at Six Flags Mountain gets you the best deal on food, 50% off almost all food and drink. That's going for $505 a year. At least he got it while the going was good. While we can't exactly follow in Dylan's footsteps, we can fondly remember what he's done to start searching for our own version of the Six Flags meals plan. Drop any theme park, food courts, hacks you've discovered, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then they have an, they have a uh, update. It turns out Ooh. our buddy Dylan isn't the only one who's been living the Six Flag dreams. So it's not the only <laughs> man in the universe. They claim so proudly. Another person who goes by Manchild versus Life online reached out to me via email to share the story. Quote, just wanted to share with you that I am currently doing the same thing, but combining with a living with li- combining it with living in a van to save even more money. Unquote. Bro, this, this doesn't the, need to be your life. This is one of the, the are did you get this from like our anti-work <laughs> or some other like socialism thing <laughs> where it's I like did. this man has to eat the worst food and live in a van. And you know what? That's that's not even okay for a Chris <laughs> Farley character. So you need to just like theoretically if you if you did, paid $150 per year for food and lived in a van, like you could collect unemployment and be like saving almost all of it. Yeah. That's insanity. You have to be close to the park, right? They have to be living. Ne- I mean, you the have van, to be course, basically next like door. That's yeah. wild. This is the equivalent of like getting the gym membership just so you can shower, but they're doing <laughs> nasty ass food. It's insane. That's absolutely is insane. It- I, I mean, I would challenge anyone to find a restaurant or even like, I don't even know that I could eat like just Italian food for seven years. Like no, like, not even if I like North End like delicious Italian food. I, I know there's I a can. lot of variety in Italian food, and, and maybe if I went and like lived in Italy, like yeah, okay, yeah. living in Italy is a little bit different from like they have other stuff in Italy. They aren't just like a pizza pie. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just like my like spoiled American brain, which is like I need access to tacos, I need access to sushi, mm. I need access to pizza. Like you know, I don't know if that's. Those are the like, three categories. I'm just yes. saying, I'm just, you know, I'm generalizing here. But I'm <laughs> no, saying in general, I like having the variety. I don't know that yes. I could do this. Absolutely. Because every single time you get those like terrible tenders that you can tell that they got in a nondescript plastic bag. That like, were frozen. Absolutely. Rip it open. Yeah, just rip yeah, it open. Yeah, it pour it into the yeah. thing. And it doesn't taste. So he's just like time to live. I don't. I think it's. Mm, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if it's worth I, it. I, I can say with certainty it is not worth it. I would. Here's the thing, though. If I had that deal for, like, the mall food court, I would go yeah. there a few nights. I would make that part of my sure. my schedule. If you live that's nearby. A, you got a little bit more variety. It's a little bit higher quality, but even though it's not that high quality. At least you got variety. $150 a variety. year. Like, how many? I feel like if you went $150 a year, you have to get, at least go like $150 a year is is like it's basically one, nothing one trip it's like <laughs> right, one it's trip to, to grocery store right now like yeah the, right so right. that's Jeez. that's nuts that's insane i two meals a day that's insane great story though that's yeah. that sometimes it's fun to just see what people will do i don't know if that makes for, makes the world feel like a little bit better or a little bit worse of a place i love that he found the loophole and then committed to i mean you got to find the right person to realize there's the loophole and be willing to take advantage of it and have the logistical capacity to take advantage of it right you need yeah. that 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 like trio yeah. do you think he went on the rides 
ever. <laughs> he, he would just slip it in. He's like five years in, and he's like, yeah, over my lunch break, I, I caught a quick typhoon coaster and then you know, yeah, a whatever. quick cheeseburger, <laughs> and then I went back to the office totally deadpan the entire time. Yeah, he's, just, <laughs> he's sick of the coasters. He's not sick of the food, though. He's every <laughs> every the time they have like, the, the picture of him on the ride, he's just like staring at the camera completely deadpan. <laughs> oh, him? That Yeah, he has the year long, and he comes here every fucking day. Maybe they should add a stipulation where to get a meal, you have to ride a ride. Then he'd probably mm. not do it. Well, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not surprised they closed the loophole, though. Yeah, I'm. Th- but it's better than them suing him. Which, speaking of which, <gasps> Don't transition me. transition into Wikipedia historian. Yes, I have. I found a a couple things that are all legally based. They're, they're short articles, so I, I wanted to kind of like boop, boop, boop. Okay. This one, this Wikipedia article is called Lawsuits Against God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm don't only turn gonna... my water into wine or I'll steal you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. God, I'm an alcoholic. You made me this way. <laughs> yeah, you you fuck. And you Give got me the wine. You got the power. I'm gonna. I'm going to only cover the actual lawsuits and not the fictional lawsuits that are also covered in this because they're a little bit less fun. Fictional lawsuits. I, what does that? Yeah, even, like what does shows. that even mean? They're like in. Uh, there's like comedy. There's a, a, a literally a movie from 2001 <laughs> called The Man Who Sued God. Okay. So all right. all right, we'll cover. We'll skip that one. I guess. There's there's also an episode of uh, Ally McBeal called Angel and Blimps, which is fun. Huh? Angel. And blimps. Angels and blimps. Um, anyway, so actual lawsuits. This one is uh, brought up by Betty Penrose. In 1970, Arizonan lawyer Russell T. Tanzi filed a suit against God okay. on behalf of his secretary, Betty Penrose, seeking <laughs> okay. $100,000 in damages. <laughs> what for? <laughs> Penrose blamed God for his quote-unquote ne- negligence. Allowing a lightning bolt to strike her house. <laughs> <laughs> so she thinks he's like no, Zeus just up. That's absolutely negligent. Come on, you could have made this not strike, but it could have hit the lawn. It could have hit Jerry's house. He's a piece <laughs> of shit, so nobody cares. You know, actually, t- totally a little tangential. I was just in the Southwest and mm-hmm. driving through and around Las Vegas. I have never seen so many injury lawyer billboards in my life there were i kid you not hundreds of injury lawyer billboards all over the place baby i live in (laughs) i I live in uh boston and i see a lot of those signs and those men probably have a lot of money but not enough money to buy a chin for themselves because they're all (laughs) they're all job of the hut (laughs) <laughs> have you been injured by acts of god fuck that guy call right? billy he's got you <laughs> well when god quote failed to turn up in court penrose won the case by default who who pays it they don't say also god is everywhere omnipresent omnipotent you can't claim he wasn't there okay you get we get it actually into that with the second case ernie chambers this is a longer one. In the U.S. state of Nebraska, State Senator Ernie Chambers, a state senator, filed a suit in 2008, so not back in the day, okay. against God. 
This is okay. recent. <laughs> okay. Se- seeking a permanent injection against God's harmful activities as an effort to publicize the issue of public access to the court systems. So this is kind of like a political ploy, but okay. the suit was dismissed because God could not properly be properly notified, not having <laughs> a fixed address. <laughs> I love that I, technicality. I, I love a, when, when which church is getting, which church is getting the letter. It's it's got to be somewhere. There's hundreds, <laughs> there's thousands of them. Do you send it to the Pope? You might have to send it to the Pope. I think He's that's the like the closest. Thing we're yeah, I do love reasonable people having to deal with unreasonable <laughs> requests. I love the idea that, that God is just the Pope's client. <laughs> the Pope is uh, just God's <laughs> attorney. My client, he's saying it all in Latin, it's my client is uh, not guilty. Uh, the judge stated, given that this court finds that there has there can never be service effectuated on the name of named defendant, this action will be dismissed with prejudice. So he said, fuck you. The senator, assuming God to be a singular and all-knowing, responded, quote, The court itself acknowledges the existence of God. A consequence of that acknowledgement is a recognition of God's omnis- omniscience. Mm-hmm. Since God knows everything, God has notice of this lawsuit. <laughs> right. Chambers filed the lawsuit in response to another lawsuit that he considered to be frivolous and inappropriate. In response to Chambers' case, two responses were filed. The first was from Corbus Crispy lawyer Eric Perkins, who wanted to answer the question, what would God say? What would he say? Se- what would he do? <laughs> the second was filed by Douglas Cowtree, Nebraska District Court. The source of the second response claiming to be from God is unclear as no contact information was given. <laughs> what do you do if you're suing God and you have to swear in? Oh, man, you have to swear swear to God? <laughs> I swear to tell the swear truth and nothing to the truth, so help me. So help me. So help me, God. Uh, however, however, the, a judge did finally throw out the case, saying oh, the Almighty was not properly served due to his unlisted home address. As of November 5th, 2008, Chambers filed an appeal to the Nebraska Supreme Court. The former senator, senator, uh, state senator John DeCamp and E.O. August. Augustson in Sweden asked to represent God. <laughs> so the Swedish guy is like, I could be God. I could do it. Uh, Augustine's letters mention mentioning the Bjorn, uh, the Bjorn Socialist Republic, were stricken as frivolous. The court, appeal courts gave Chambers until February 24th to show that he notified DeCamp and Augustine of his brief, which he did. The case was finally closed on February 25th when the Nebraska Court of Appeals dismissed the appeal and vacated the order (laughs) of the district court. The court quoted cases according to which, quote, a court decides real controversies and determines rights actually (laughs) controverted (laughs) and does not address or dispose of abstract questions or issues that might arise in hypothetical or fictional situations or settings. In in short, fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off. Why are you doing this? This is, these ones are very short. This is Pavel M. I don't know why they give, I guess because of court sure. like things. Uh, in 2005, once again, not, not <laughs> back in the not day, as times. you would think it would be. Because you hear stories of from like 1700s where it's like, this convent of nuns <laughs> are, have the, the devil in them. Um, in 2005, a Romanian prisoner identified as Pavel M. serving 20 years after being convicted of murder filed a lawsuit against a Romanian Orthodox Church as God's representatives in Romania for failing to keep him from the devil. 
essentially stating that his baptism had been a binding contract. <laughs> so he said, why do you, hey, what are you doing? Come on. I dunk myself in water. You absolve me of all sin. It's a tit You were supposed tat. to be my homie. You were supposed to be my homie. You didn't. You didn't. And you didn't. Going against homie law. The suit was dismissed because the defendant, God, was neither an individual nor a company and was therefore not subject to the civil court of law's jurisdiction. Uh, and then this last one, which is just literally two sentences, is Chandan Kumar Singh. Chandan Kumar Singh, a lawyer from Bihar, India, sued the Hindu god Rama for mistreating his wife, the goddess Sita. The court dismissed his case, calling it, quote, impractical. <laughs> this is so impractical. <laughs> so that's like saying, like, I'm going to sue Zeus because he cheated on Aphrodite. Like... <laughs> Or not Aphrodite, uh, Hera, but Jesus. anyway, um, a few other legal things that are also relatively short that mm -hmm. I wanted to bring up. I found one and then they're kind of related because these are, tell. these are all defenses that people have tried. Okay. The first one is the matrix defense. Ooh. Ooh what do you spicy. think the matrix defense is? I didn't do it. We're in a simulation. <laughs> no. it, it is it's the the so i'll just read the thing the matrix defense is a legal defense based on the premise of the film franchise the matrix uh -huh. in which reality is a computer generation the real world is different from what reality is perceived to be a defendant using this defense claims that they have committed they committed a crime because they believed that they were in a simulated world mm -hmm. in this in the matrix mm -hmm. and not in the real world a defendant could allege that they never intended death of their victim because they believed the victim to be alive in another reality. This huh. is a version of the insanity defense huh. and considered a descendant of the taxi driver defense of John Hinckley, who is uh, who tried to kill Ron and Ronald Reagan. Wow. He was a crazy dude. Um, one of the first defenses based on blurring reality with films. Regardless huh. of whether the defendant believes that they were living within a simulated world, the defense has been used successfully in cases what? where the accused was sent to mental care instead of prisons. Oh. Used successfully in a, an insanity plea. It was, yeah, it was used four times. Or, or like, it, it lists four things. Uh, Tonda Lynn Ansley of Hamilton, Ohio, was found not guilty by reason of insanity using this defense after shooting her landlady in the head in 2002. Yikes. Once again, not a long Not time ago ancient times i guess it can't be a long time ago because matrix came out in like 1999 uh vadim of san francisco offered a matrix explanation to the police after chopping up his landlady a lot of dead land it's it's bad business to be <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was declared mentally incompetent uh joshua cook's lawyers were going to attempt this defense in 2003 in his trial for the murder of his adopted parents before he pled guilty um, and then another guy who was uh, one of Lee Malvo, who was part of the Beltway sniper attacks in Washington. I don't know if you've ever heard but of that, but it was basically like guys dro drove around with snipers hmm. and they killed a bunch. Like they killed Jeez. 30 people in 2002. Jesus Christ. Um, but he tried to do it and because <laughs> and, and he would shout at people, free yourself from the Matrix from his cell after his arrest and told the FBI to watch the film if they understand <laughs> so they could understand him. Oh my God. There are a few linked things that I'm just going to like quickly go over. What do you think the Chewbacca defense is? Hmm. Is it just screaming nonsense? It is. 
Okay. It is actually just shoot. <laughs> so or it's not it's not like it's it's probably different from just like doing Chewbacca noise, which I right, think you're right, implying. Right, right, right. Um it's based off of a bit from South Park. Oh. Where basically because it the it like it gets the name from that because it, at one point in an episode of Chewbacca, um it satirizes the O.J. Simpson murder trial, uh, particularly when they say the if the glove doesn't fit, right, yeah. cannot acquit. Um, in the in the closing arguments in the episode, he begins uh, he bases arguments on a false premise about the 1983 film Return of the Jedi. He asks the jury why a Wookiee like Chewbacca would want to live on Endor with much smaller Ewoks. One quote: "It does not make sense." <laughs> He argues that if Chewbacca living on Endor does not make sense, and if ever mentioning Chewbacca in the case does not make sense, the, then the jury must acquit. Okay. So basically, it's just it's it's a legal strategy where they try to confuse the jury rather than refute the case of the to the make some like crazy parallel and then They're just like, like what what is like, this? what okay what do you think the Shaggy defense is? I was high. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Oh, it wasn't sh- me. That's Shaggy. It wasn't me. Okay. It, it literally, that is literally the whole thing. And R.L. Kelly, R. Kelly tried that. He was caught on film, like with the famously with peeing on a, a minor. Um, and he but just he said it wasn't me. People were like, and he was like, that's not me. In the thing, in the video, like, and people uh, were like, we have eyes. <laughs> like, we, we can know see it is you. Jesus Christ. But anyway, that is the end of that segment. I hope. You enjoyed that. And now for my closing arguments. Uh-huh. You know what? I think I'm going to throw it to my <laughs> my co-attorney here and let that's, him do his That's segment. me. Co- co-attorney. Totally competent. Definitely. You. Hey, you've been injured. I'm on a billboard. You got to trust me. That's the law. Wait, that's not right. You have a chin. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, I, yeah. It's Come a chin. on, man. I, I'm raising money for my chin implants. I have for you today. You know, I got to thinking because... It seems like once or twice a year now, a pretty good cadence, uh, we get a movie adaptation of a video game. And, mm, yes. And I wanted to look back and sort of just like do a little record keeping as to like, my general impression has been there's never been a good video game movie. Is that true? And so video I have game a list. Movie or, or movie based on a video or video game based on a movie? This is. Sorry. We are looking at movies that have movies that are based on video games. Okay, Correct. Yes. yes. So my impression is like it's not really worth going to the theater to see a movie based on a video game because they haven't done a good one yet. It's so, not worth going to the theater for a regular movie. Facts. Yes, facts. So my 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 evidence of this is like I saw anyone who's ever played an uncharted game saw that trailer and was like no way no. Jose this is not happening this is not going to be good. Um, and so we're getting Sonic 2. I mean, Sonic 1 people. Sonic 1 was the last movie I saw in the theaters before COVID. Oh, my baby boy. (laughs) Oh, oh no. (laughs) It was even, yeah, it was bad. It was not good. Okay. So here's a list from Rotten Tomatoes. They have 40, 48 movies that are based on video games, uh, dating back as far as I think like the late nineties. And we're going to just like run through them and then we're going to go best from worst, from worst to best. Um, I'm going to see if I know them. So starting at number 48, the absolute worst of the worst is Alone in the Dark, 2005, starring Christian okay. Slater, sitting at a spicy 1% on the tomato meter. 
That's rough, dude. One's worse than zero in my mind. Zero is oh, yeah. like a meme. One is like, yeah. this is actively terrible. <laughs> um, it, it grossed $5.1 million at the box office, which has oh. to be an astonishing flop. Uh, it's based on the uh, video game of the same name. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know much about it. It's just something to do with uh, supernatural investigations. It's like um, a, it, it was an old game and they tried to reboot it and nobody cared. Yeah. And I mean, it's these, a lot of these star people I know, Christian Slater. I absolutely know yeah. Christian Slater and it's starred him. So, anyways, terrible. Uh, number 47 is Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun Li, sitting at 3%. Interesting. Uh, okay. Critical consensus says the combination of a shallow plot and a miscast performers renders Street Fighter the Shadow the Legend of Chun Li a perfectly forgettable video game adaptation. I feel like three percent is like not forgettable because it's so bad, but maybe I guess that's the direction they wanted. Hmm. Yeah. Next one, House of the Dead, two thousand three, with another three <laughs> percent. I, I know they did one that was like a rave <laughs> one where it's on an island. That's a, it's an arcade game. What are you gonna? Yeah, it's a, it's an arcade zombie bullshit. It, it's literally an arcade game. I don't I don't know. Uh, next is a in the name of the king, a dungeon siege tale starring Jason what? Statham. Uh, it's based on Dungeon Siege. Oh my uh, favorite. Your favorite? Uh, it's <laughs> featuring mostly wooden performances, laughable dialogue, and shoddy production values. In the name of the king, fulfills ec- all expectations of a UA Bowl film. Oof, that's rough. Uh, yeah, so it's got to do with medieval whatnot. Anyways, it's still yeah. deeply negative. Next one, uh, we've got a lot of Mortal Kombat representation on the slip. Well, Mortal Kombat Annihilation in 1997, sitting at 4%. That's a sequel. That's a sequel. The, because the original Mortal Kombat, yeah, came out and everyone was like, not bad, but that uh-huh. means it was terrible because <laughs> yeah. they had no frame of reference. But uh, next is Blood Drain 2005, also 4%. I had never heard of Blood Drain before. So is it Blood Drain or Blood Rain? It's Blood Blood Rain. Blood Drain. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I've heard of the franchise. I haven't played it. It's I'm also interesting to go bad. look at like look at the games that are the equivalent. Like this is a PS2 Xbox yeah. game that got like. It got Red like okay. Lady. It got like seven sevens. It's like I don't know. I don't know. Like how do you make? How do you make an and IP you out of that? Like I, <laughs> you, you go to Blockbuster and you rent that game and you, you rent go, that, that game. Was okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next is Agent Forty Seven. Came out in twenty fifteen. Not even that long ago. At eight percent. Eight percent. They made it. I guess they did make another. They Hitman made mul- so they made multiple Hit- Hitman movies. This one came out in twenty fifteen. Yeah. It says huh. it, Hitman Agent 47 fails to clear the low bar set by its prede- predecessor for seeking thrilling action in fa- favor of a sleekly hollow melange of dull violence and production placement. I I don't know. I find that like Hitman is just kind of a it works as a video game because the protagonist is just like nothing. bland and he's nothing. Right. You're, you're acting it's, it's out a James Bond fantasy, but with a nothing protagonist. If they did like murder like rue goldberg machines which is kind of yeah. what it is a little bit or like home alone but with the murderer that's fun i'm but also interested to think of like i think you you should be able you should call out the ones that you think could work they could like theoretically they could make these interesting ones hitman i think could be interesting you could, you you could. could do something with that right uh next is postal came out in 2007 never heard of the game <laughs> really Postal yeah. is a is a very um controversial game because really? it's going postal is is the it's like murder like it's one of those huh. games that people would be like this is what our 
games people are playing uh, and it makes this, murderers. This is like in the mid 2000s when they were like, video games make children violent. They'd point to yeah. like games like this. Okay. And then the other postal games got a little bit more fun where they have like a button where you can be. <laughs> like, okay. they, they do stuff like that. Uh, next is Wing Commander in 1999 got a 10%. It's a huh. low, low budget uh, Freddie Prince Jr. I don't know. That's like a 90s flight sim yeah next is in 2012 silent hill revelation got a 10 percent i think that was the newest one they they put out like a few silent hill starred kit harrington (laughs) oh yeah i think (laughs) yeah he's he's not in great stuff he's not a great i don't think he's a good actor uh and it's silent hill revelation 3d it was one of those this eras right after avatar came out where everything was trying to be 3d Saw three D. Yeah, right. Limbs being cut off in your face. Great. I get it. Okay, I'm gonna put on these shitty glasses. Um, Street Fighter from 1994 is at 12 percent, which is really lower than you. Yeah, like I, my impression was I've never seen the original Street Fighter, but I had heard that it was like, oh, this is interesting. Okay, I hear it's only good because um, Jean Claude Van Damme's in it. Jean Claude Van Damme's in it, but I hear he's only okay. But M Bison is played by um. Oh, what's his name? He's a great actor. He was uh, he was is in it, the Adams family. Is it any of Raul Julia? Raul, Raul Julia. Okay. Yes, he because he has all the, all the best quotes. That's all okay. I know about the movie. Is like when Bison came to your like <laughs> town. It was the most important day of your life. For I think me, this has got like it was a, a Wednesday. <laughs> That's a good one. I think I would watch quote. this as like a cult, you know, cult classic kind of thing. It's something you put on at a party and then you like go in and out where you yeah. you make jokes and then you leave. You make like, jokes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, next is Max Payne from 2008, sitting at 15%. Max Payne as an with IP Ma- never never appealed to me, so I don't with really With Marky understand. Mark? Marky Wahlberg. Sully, isn't it? Uh, next is it. the first of the Pokemon movies that will appear on this list, Pokemon Forever. Oh, okay. I was I thought you were going to say Pokemon the first movie, and I was going to be like, I'm going I'm to fight. <laughs> I know, <laughs> no, but Pokemon, Pokemon the first movie is the next one on the list, sitting at 16%. What? And no. I mean, the, the critical consensus says audiences other than children will find very little to, entertainment, to, ta- uh, to entertain them, which is true, but it holds a special <sighs> place in my heart, and nostalgia. you can't. It isn't. It's nostalgia. If I watch it now, I'd probably be like, mm, it's kind of boring. But yeah, but it's, it's one of those things where just like, just don't go rewatch it and it will live fondly in your memory. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You can just take a bear's friend, <laughs> my bear's friend, whatever, <laughs> punching each other and crying. <laughs> That's what you <laughs> wanted for the children's film is Pikachu <laughs> punching his clone in the face and crying. Uh, next is Hitman from 2007, sitting at 16%. Again. With Timothy Oliphant. Yes. Which is weird uh, that they that got. top of your head. I just know he because I I heard his name recently and it just stuck. He has a very fun name. It is kind of fun. Uh, next is Pokemon Heroes from 2003. There's a lot of Pokemon don't, on this. Next it. is yeah, next is Doom from 2005, which starred The Rock. I had no I've idea. Seen that. I've actually seen that movie. It, Would you give it, it better has, than a 18? percent Because that's what Rock. It has one it. good scene, which is and where they they it's a, a gimmicky scene, but they go uh-huh. first person. And oh, he's okay. like going through yeah. and it's not the rock because the rock like turns evil okay. and it's Carl Urban. It becomes the protagonist yeah. and it's yeah. like fun and it actually like reference it. Like it's fun. That's the one scene. You could look it up on YouTube. That's right. all you need to see of the fucking movie. <laughs> it's all right. boring walking around hallways. Here's another one from more recent memory that I was like, yep, this one's going to be a flop. Assassin's Creed from 2016. Did you ever see this? Michael Fassbender? 
No, but my dad loves it for some really? reason. Really? Yeah, because I got such a, f- a like that's such a random I, dad thing. <laughs> I got a loot crate and it had like a little Funko Pop it, and I was like, yeah. I just put it on his desk, and he's like, Oh hell yeah, dude! And he's like, <laughs> it's, one of, it's a dad movie where it just like shows up on. It immediately went to like TNT or whatever, right? And, and he saw like, it on TV. Oh, and he's like, Oh yeah, that was an okay movie. I like right. that. That was right. Good. does he have any frame of reference for like what assassin's creed is or like no no okay all right no absolutely not uh next is pokemon the movie 2000 the power of one sitting at 90% 90%, is that great uh resident evil apocalypse from 2014 or 2004 mila djokovic uh yeah none of those movies are good the first one's okay it's watchable. The rest is it has lots of action, but not not term not, nothing in terms of creativity, really. No, no. Yeah. I mean, they get wacky, but I, the question really for me is like, if you're doing a Resident Evil game, should you try to stick to the script of the Resident Evil, or should you just try to like go make your own thing? I feel like in more recent versions of the games, like they've actually done some good work in like making them interesting. I will I will say that I actually have an answer to this. Your okay. this is weirdly a wheelhouse of mine that I'm just discovering. Yeah. Um. The original movies were based off of like, hello, welcome our original character, which is the director's wife. Okay. Which is Mila, Mia, <laughs> and she's super cool. There's clones of her and it's awesome. And she's super awesome. The They came up with like a reboot because I think they wanted to hold on to the movie rights. That was called like Welcome to Raccoon City, which is a pretty okay movie, actually. It, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's on your list, but it takes yeah, the sure plot of the, the first two games. Okay. And like and melds them together in like a decent way. Even though none of the actors look like the character they're, they're supposed to be based off of. Like Wesker who's like slick back hair with sunglasses and like skinny and like is is the guy who's like super bulky in Umbrella Academy. <laughs> okay. Like he's like, guys, we should we should split up. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. I'm evil. Um, but that that was it's like that used more of the game plot. Right. And it was it was pretty good. Pretty good. But the right. problem with the, it's Resident Evil plots are terrible they're loose Most they're the loose loose at they're best loose. yeah 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 they haven't gotten far enough to to be doing touching the more recent resident evil plots which i don't know that i want them to whatever I, yeah uh Ethan next winter's is, movie would be fun but next is lara croft tomb raider 2001 this is angelina really? jolie this is just like this is the classic tomb raider that's like, low yeah 20 percent um, i remember people liking it she said, Angelina, it says, Angelina Jolie is perfect for the role of Lara Croft, but even she can't save the movie from a senseless plot and action sequences of no emotional impact. 2000s, baby. Mid 2000s, <laughs> baby. Early 2000s, <laughs> Some, actually. They've been making movies for like 80 years before then. And it just <laughs> felt like it was somehow the worst type of movies. <laughs> this is, it, this <laughs> is the lowest low. It's um, terrible. Next is Pokemon 3, the movie, which I will fight for. That holds a deep place in my heart. I, All those those unknowns. Entei, come on. You can't oh, beat Entei, come on. Yeah, that's actually a fun one. Another one more recent, Ratchet and Clank from 2016 got a 21%. Huh. Uh, says it's satisfying for very young viewers, but compared to the many superior options available to families and animation enthusiasts, it offers little to truly recommend. Fair enough. I mean, the games are just, they basically are movies at this point. Like, yeah. they look I, so good. I. Yeah. It's funny because they actually did the reboot on with the movie. I know this is the, the one movie, where they did the, the reboot joke was where way better. Like, <laughs> this is the joke where they're like, we're making a video game of a movie that's a, based on a video game. And everyone's yeah. like, yeah, that was the whole joke. And then the movie was actually, I mean, the video game actually turned out to be like, oh, we're going to reboot this franchise now and make a new really sequel. Good. 
This year, yeah, right. Uh, next is Resident Evil Afterlife, uh, sitting at twenty one percent. Oh, that's like the third one or fourth one. I don't know. They, yeah. all, they all have like after things that all <laughs> like afterlife yeah. re- resurgence re- regeneration. I don't know. Uh, Need for Speed from twenty fourteen, starring Aaron Paul. What? I, yeah did you know Did you know this movie existed? I feel like I knew it existed. I feel like but I this didn't was Aaron Paul. I feel it? like this was so heavily uh, in. Like they they tr- they put this out in trailers really really hard, and I was like, I don't know, guys. Need for Speed. They're basically trying to copy uh, Fast, and Fast and Furious, but yeah. but they haven't built any of the goodwill that Fast and Furious had at that point. Um, yeah. Next is Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. Cool. Resident okay. Evil Extinction, two thousand seven. That's the third one. I think that's the third. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that one's bad. Or I don't know. It why says that's it's so more bad. of the same. next at sitting out of 21 out of 47 really high up super mario bros 1993 at 28 it just goes to show how bad video game movies in general have been showing this is higher than the 50 percent mark in terms of rotten tomatoes ratings the mario bro we watched that i remember like in college yes i did a i did a report on it for yes, a, a dumbass class. We dunked <laughs> on. We actively dunked on it. Yes, this was back when Movie Boys was was the. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, way back in the day. <laughs> we had a we had for people who don't know we had a previous podcast called Movie Boys where we watch a movie that Theo hadn't seen, but it was that was one of them. It was terrible. <laughs> I love that on the poster for Mario Bros. The headliner is or the tagline is "This ain't no game." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's a movie that's like. It's almost too, so bad it's good, but it's also kind of boring. It's also kind like of, yeah. Eh. Uh, number 20, Resident Evil Retribution from 2012. This is okay. more of the same. Uh, number 19 on the list, Warcraft from 2016, which is just like, <laughs> I just remember seeing the trailer for that and being like, this is absolutely just like two hour, two and a half hours of animated schlock. Like this is I nothing. I saw it in IMAX I with my brother. You. I can't believe there was. You two other people in the theater and it was, it was, it was it's <laughs> and it was opening night <laughs> it's it, it's i feel like it should be higher it's like very middle of the road kind of movie where you go that was a movie like yeah it's been yeah. i spent two hours of my life on that it was fine yeah uh next is resident evil welcome to raccoon city sitting at 31 percent, which is from what you described pretty low yeah uh, but that's from 20 okay. that's from 2021 i'd give it like a 50 percent maybe Next is Silent Hill from 2006. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. I don't know. Next is DOA Dead or Alive from 2006, which is <laughs> which is like the the bikini, beach, beach volleyball beach volleyball bikini <laughs> girl wait. game. They made they, apparently they made a movie out of this thing. Uh, it's sitting at 36 percent, starring uh, Devin Aoki. Devin Aoki. Um, okay. See the box. The box office for this was <laughs> one three hundred and eighty thousand oh my <laughs> <laughs> that would be like that's one camera. rough that's terrible that is rough um oh. yeah this is this is not a good look for for the video game the fact that it's number no. 16 on the list at 33 percent it's above all of the things we've just named uh yikes next is resident evil 2002 just the forerunner of all of those 36 hmm. percent uh after that, Resident Evil, the final chapter. Wow, looking at the Resident Evil, the final really? chapter, 2016, it looks, the movie poster for this looks exa- looks exactly like one of the two more modern Tomb Raider game po- covers. That's shocking. Oh my God. 
Um, Prince of Persia, the, off the, the Sands of know. Time in 2010. I didn't realize they made a Prince of Persia game that recently. It had Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, they, right? They, even though he's a white man. Like, yeah. For some reason, he's a Prince of Persia. Wild. Uh, next is Uncharted from 2022 at 41%. I mean, again, like there there are notable actors in all these movies and and they just... Nobody gives a shit. No one gives a shit. No one can hear. Next at number 11, the Angry Birds movie from 2016. Oh, fuck this. It almost, <laughs> broke, it almost broke top 10. That's how bad video game movies are. Ugh. Uh, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, sitting at 44% at, 10, <laughs> at number 10. You, you had a big, with Alec Baldwin, a big reaction from Will. That's that's the Steve real. Buscemi. That's the real showing of how bad uh, movies are. That is a infamous flop. It is really? an infamously not very good movie. Really, um, it it pioneered like CGI. Okay, because it's all CGI. Like, it, every oh, character, really it's not, it? okay. it's not live action. It's all CGI, and it's also very like dark and depressing. Which is, I remember watching it as a kid and being like, "Oh fuck, dude! Like this is rough." <laughs> Care to guess the box office on this one? Ooh. I'm going to say f- uh, three mil. 32 million. 32? Okay, so yeah. <laughs> way higher. Ten, ten times higher. But that's probably for the best. I don't know the numbers. Um, next is Mortal Kombat from 1995 at a 45%. This yeah. is the original. Is this the original Mortal Kombat? No, this isn't the original one, is it? 1995? 1995. Yeah. Okay. That's the original Mortal Kombat. Okay. People like that one. That that's by the same guy who got Resident Evil. Huh. That okay. like kick started his career. Huh. All right, we're getting down to it. Number eight, Monster Hunter from 2020. I forgot this movie existed. I like the Monster also Hunter franchise. Mio, it Mio had, but it was also like I saw the trailers and it was like, okay, there are guns and like military. Army Why are there like, army dudes? <laughs> it's, I feel like they someone wanted to make a Monster Hunter movie, but then they're like, but wait, it has to appeal. Mm-hmm. You know. Um Rampage 2018 with The Rock. This was one that I actually wanted to see. I, did I see this? I heard it's good. I heard it's good, but I never saw it. That's but a fun the, premise. But now I they mean, have King like, Kong and Godzilla and all that, so you don't really need more large monkey in your life, probably. No, but as the rock. Uh, Tomb Raider from 2018. Uh, I didn't realize. I heard that was generic. It was, yeah, I remember generic. seeing it on posters. It was a 52%. We've broken the 50% mark, though. Mortal Kombat 2021, the one that came out last year. Um, it's okay. Number five. It's on HBO Max, and I watched it, and I yeah. said that was pretty good, I guess. Yeah. That was the one where it was confusing with the superpowers and the you had to yeah be they changed the lore. I don't know why, why they changed, changed the lore. lore. We finally broken from rotten to fresh. We are at sixty three percent at number four on the list. Sonic the Hedgehog twenty twenty. This is why it is a sequel, and everyone's like yeah. kind of hyped for it because they forgot sixty three percent. It was kind of bad. And like also, kinda, it had so much controversy. It was. It was. I feel like it got so much more attention because it had the controversy. Like. That's what that's what I remember about the movie is seeing the original trailer and being like, "Oh no. Oh no, no, no." Having seen the actual movie, I kind of I thought it would be more interesting to watch the one with the bad Sonic. <laughs> I would have been yeah, I would have <laughs> it would have been more entertaining for me. I feel like they should have included it as like a, a bonus worse. if you bought like the DVD. You know. No, I don't, I think they scrapped a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's true. I would I would love it. All right, number 3, Detective po- Pokémon Detective Pikachu from 2019, 68%. I thought it was an actually. I thought it was a pretty decent movie. Like I would, it's the best video game movie I've ever seen, and I thought it was exactly fine. It was okay. 
I wonder what's um, going to be above it because I that, that would actually I forgot about that movie, but that is probably like one of the best ones. It's gonna make you mad. The Angry Birds movie two from twenty nineteen. Fucking Mike, seventy three percent. Seventy three percent. Are you fucking kidding me? Right Critics now? consensus can't. like its non aerodynamic title characters. The Angry Birds movie two takes improbable yet delightfully entertaining flight, landing humorous hits along the way. Ugh. Starred J- Jason Sudeikis, which is funny. I didn't realize Why? that. And Bill Hader. Um, yeah, because they could just throw money at people. Like, that's... that's. Ugh. <laughs> and then, number one. I did not know this movie exists. The Werewolves Within 2021. Oh, I've I've heard of that. But it, Rating it's barely at 86, based on a 86%. Game. Yeah, the game that it's based off of is like Werewolf, but in VR. Like yeah. that's the Werewolves Within is just a VR game where you play Werewolf, which is hilarious to me. I heard it was pretty good. I never played it, but the fact that that's that that is the the move the game that is the basis of the best video game movie on Rotten Tomatoes is hilarious to me. I think that's fantastic. That I was gonna say I watched uh, that movie Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, which is Free also guy. technically is, a, a video game movie, right? Which. It's about video games, but it's not about a specific video game, right? No, it is. Right. Here's my TLDR for Free Guy. They just smashed the plot of the Lego movie and the Truman Show together. Yeah, right. And I remember seeing that's a very good description. And they didn't. They did the thing where they did montages of like people in the real world reacting and they had like Jeopardy and stuff. And they also okay. had like real life streamers where it's like this blue shirted man is creating waves in this video game. And everyone's like the blue shirt guy. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, okay, but but it's in the plot of the mo- movie there. They didn't know that he was not a player character. They didn't know he was an NPC. Which I'm like, as a computer scientist, I'm like, you don't understand anything. <laughs> you could easily nobody check that. You could check the player ID. Like, no one checked that. But he's already on Jeopardy, and they haven't even checked that he was an, a player character yet. And it's like that's not how anything. Oh works. It's just full of tropes and stuff. It's it's a perfectly fine movie, but it is just that's that like Ready, Ready Player. I thought Ready Player One was like a fine movie. It's based on video games. It has video game it's, references. It's less uh, flashy than Ready Player One because you go for because you're like fuck yeah Gundam fighting Iron yeah, Giant. Right, right, exactly, but like yeah. this is more like oh it's fun that they have GTA. Like it's just right. GTA. Right. But, and that concludes anyway. our tour through video game cinema, the the hellish wasteland that is video game cinema. I still to the I'm I'm still like they haven't done a good one yet. So maybe I'll watch Werewolves Within and uh, it'll prove me wrong. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, here's my final question for you, Theo. Mm-hmm. Is there any game do you think that would be good for a movie? Well, they're making that Last of Us TV show, which I think that like that's maybe. I, who I knows? feel like that's almost cheating because <laughs> that's just like I think Last Dark, of Us is <laughs> is based on like the road and other post apocalyptic. Yeah, it's just like another zombie. Yeah, post apocalyptic. So it's like you're it's not another, even yeah, it's another another one. Yeah, um, I don't know. another. I'm trying they're to making think a Mario movie, playing. but I'm like, like an animated Mario movie they're doing. Yeah. They're just like, eh. Oh, Chris Pratt, that whole thing. Chris yeah. Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt. <laughs> <That's> Mario. <laughs> they have a Halo show right now, and people are. Do they? Yeah. It. I don't. I haven't heard like amazing things about it. There, it's I out? saw one scene where they had a plasma rifle, and then they 
the Spartan like threw it and in the scene it was an unpainted version of the plasma rifle or the plasma Yikes. gun or whatever. And so it was like a very tan thing. Yikes. Like, that's, that's a prop. <laughs> that's not right. But oh, um Halo's okay. It has some lore. I'm trying to think of like the problem with video games, games to movies in my brain is maybe that, like, like until dawn. Like I don't know. Like that's, that's already the the problem with that more in cinematic. is it's based off of movies. But put it into a more yeah, interactive right, thing. It's harder right. to go from interact like a more interactive thing to a less interactive thing. Yeah. It's it's just the problem because like plot is usually in video games I, somebody I heard somebody call The Last of Us plot like a, a pretty good episode of The Walking Dead. <laughs> I was like, you're not yeah. wrong, but you're not <laughs> like it's right. a little bit better than that. But it's like on right. that level mm-hmm. of like not not the best plots. I don't think this is the thing though. I don't think we need. I don't think we need a world where they're we making video, movies out of video games. I agree, but I, I there's like, hmm, like basically, basically, video games made out of movies have gone away, right? Like we basically don't mm. we, in the PS2 generation or whatever. You know, Spider-Man Two would come out, and the Spider-Man Two video game would come out at the same time yeah. because that's just like how they did things. That doesn't really happen anymore, and kind of good for a good reason. Like there doesn't need to be an adaptation. Is more uh, looser because there's the Guardians of the Galaxy ga- game and like the Avengers game, but they are all like, "Hello, I am not Robert Downey Jr., but I am close yeah. enough." Yeah, well, so, yeah, I mean, it's all properties yeah. now. Mar- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy pretty definitively defines itself as like, "Hey, we're not that Guardians of the Galaxy, but you know who we are." Mm-hmm. Um, That's an easier transition from like yeah. movie where you set it up and, and to similar, a game like where you and similar with like Spider Man. The Spider Man games are like you kind of know who Peter Parker is, but it's not one of the one of the ones you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, I'm racking my brain right now of what you could do. I feel like the problem is they also focus on the main characters, whereas I I would love a movie that was, like, not the main characters, but in the same world. Because, like, it, well, I was, like, I'm Horizon Zero Dawn or something, and then they would have Aloy, and it would be, like, who are they casting for Aloy? And that would be a whole, like... And that would be, and like, be like, I don't want that, They already though. have an arc for that. the character yeah. in the game. Like, I don't need to see it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't really know. Sorry to bring The Last of Us back up, but I don't know if they're bringing, if they're doing the main plot or if they're like, it's happening in this universe. They cast um, the Mandalorian there. Oh, that guy. Is he Joel? He's he's, he's Joel. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, it's fine. But like, Pedro once Pascal. again, I, it, it's, I've already played the plot. I think it's for yeah, people who I've haven't the engaged with it. Right. Is for, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, we, you know what I do know? What do you know? That I'm love our fans for listening <gasps> all the way here. Because it's the end of the podcast, baby. We love you. We love you for getting this. <laughs> 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 shit. Yeah, for slogging through it, right? Slogging through it, with us. Just, just say what you want to say, you know? You know, if you want to say what you want to say to us, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter, Segment City, our YouTube, where all the episodes are. Segment City. And we'd love to give a big thank you to someone in particular. Thank you to Rachel Robinson. She did our intro music. She's the best. Can't thank her enough. We thank her every time and we'll continue to do so. You know, just how it goes. And if if you want us to to thank us, then you can give us a review on whatever uh, podcast network of choice you choose. iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, (laughs) whatever. Give us reviews. Uh, That can definitely help the podcast grow. But... I'm going to end the podcast with 
list of unusual deaths. So last time that we had a uh, man who declared himself a divine being no longer mortal and then was seen to be <laughs> very much mortal. This is also from ancient Greece. This is 406 BC. Sophocles, a number of, quote, remarkable legends concerning the death of Sophocles, another of three great Athenian trage- tragedy tragedians tragedy tragedy but as a <laughs> as noun, a person as a noun yeah uh, are recorded in the late antique life of sophocles according to one legend he choked to death on an unripe grape that's rough <laughs> great oh, it rough. won't crush <laughs> i can't bite it now it's too rough for me that's too rough he another says that he died what was of he joy. like a fucking was he a dog <laughs> can't you on a grape <laughs> never <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. He didn't have the Heimlich maneuver back then. So uh, another says that he died from joy after hearing that his last play had been victorious. A third account reports that he died of suffocation after reading aloud a lengthy monologue from the end of his play, Antigone. Um, you can't without- die. You can't die from that. No, <laughs> you can't you, just forget your to body breathe. will. You will breathe <laughs> without pause to take a breath for punctuation. So I don't think the last one, but <laughs> which of the three do you think he died from? Really? Of those, probably most likely ch- choking on a grape. I think it's the grape. Yeah, I, think it's the grape. <laughs> it's not, I think that's the goofiest one. Because so the other two sound like legends. The, the yeah. unraper grape is so like not <laughs> has been in a, in a good light. Because the other two are like, I'm victorious. <laughs> oh, Whereas he seemed like a, a, a dingus. So <laughs> anyway. And that's going to do it for us this week. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Somebody somebody just came up on my Steam thing playing Super Super Auto Pets. Oh my god. We got to hop game, off and just join them. All right, we got to join them. We got to get <laughs> on these Super Auto, Auto Pets. Okay. I guess we will. <laughs>